Welcome to the Brilliant Disciple Makers podcast with John Pierce. Pastor John is the Senior Minister of C3 Powerhouse and the Executive Director of C3 Church Global. Disciples aren't born, disciples are made. And here at C3 Powerhouse, we are passionate about raising up brilliant disciple makers. Join the conversation today with Pastor John and Dan Fricker, our Melbourne East location pastor. Welcome to the episode today of Brilliant Disciple Makers. We're so glad that you are tuning in and we would just love to hear from you. If you are enjoying this content, please let us know by leaving a review on Spotify or Apple Music, wherever you are, and please invite a friend uh, so together we can become that little bit better at making disciples. I am joined by one of the best disciple makers I know, Pastor John Pierce. Hey, good day, Dan. Great to be with you. Great to be sharing content content that helps us be better at making disciples and builds the church. What a privilege for us. Mm. For those of you who don't know Dan Frecker, he is part of the C3 Powerhouse executive team and our location pastor in Melbourne. So we're, we're diving today, Dan. This is the final week we've done. Four, this will be the fourth uh, episode that we're yeah. doing about small groups mm. and we recognizing that the privilege of making disciples, which is a privilege for every disciple of Jesus, it's yes. a call that all of us have to walk alongside of somebody else, mm. to take them under our wing, to to help them become a, a fully immersed, fully surrendered follower of Jesus. It's a great privilege. And, and the majority of us, in my experience, do this in a group context, at mm. least as the central part, maybe alongside one-on-one conversations, but usually it's it's a group of people together who are on this journey to become more like Christ. So, so we've talked about everything from atmosphere, setting up for a small group or connect yeah. group or life group or whatever you want to call that. <laughs> talked about how we in, how we get that that night or morning or ac- activity up and running. Last time we talked all around how to facilitate a great conversation, how to prepare and present and have get people talking around the Word of God. And so today we want to talk a little bit more, not so much about the how to run the group, but a, a bit around the culture of the group that we're running. Yeah, and I love how practical it has been. And I'm hearing just from people already, they've loved that. But we really have, you know, although we've been practical, we've really lent that the key goal of leading groups and of small groups is making disciples. So I'd love yes. to ask you, Pastor John, if that's the goal, what is the culture in which that happens? Awesome. So, and I think we talked about this last time. It's a bit of a soapbox of mine, Dan, that that we have to be really clear that this is not just about doing good deeds. This is mm. not just a social club. This is actually about helping each other become uh, greater in, in our journey of following Christ, yes. helping us to be transformed to be like Christ. So discipleship is the goal. Mm. But then the culture, undoubtedly the scriptural uh, priority of, of the New Testament church is that there's this deep commitment to one one another. So not only do we have a relationship with Jesus, but we have a deep commitment to one another. Mm. And depending depending what commentary you read, <laughs> there's anywhere from 59 to 100 times in the New Testament hey. where, the, where the Scripture actually uses the expression one another, whether it's you know things like Galatians 6 verse 2, carry each other or one another's burdens. Wow. Ephesians 4 2, be patient, bearing with one another in love. Be kind and compassionate to one another, Ephesians 4 32. Mm. I'm not going to read them all to you. <laughs> uh, Jesus, Jesus said that, by this shall all men know that you're my disciples, wow. uh, that you have love for one another. So really the the culture or the atmosphere of which we're making disciples, and particularly we want to cultivate this 
in our groups mm. is an atmosphere of love and care and serving and commitment to one another. Yeah, and I've found that often people come to church and they're making friends and they're getting to know people, but there's just something about being part of a small group. And when it's healthy, when it's flourishing, when we're uh, creating this culture, it really does become that that community or family for people where there's that 10 to 12 people who I really know, they know me. And when I come to church, I have these 10 to 12 great friends and I know you and I, Pastor John, we love it when... You know, a connect group leader saves a row of chairs for their group and we right. see that community yes. form, but it really, yep. that is undergirded by that culture, isn't it, of loving uh, one another. It's a, it's a really important deep culture. And I think it's worth saying at the same time, because discipleship is the is the key priority of our groups. Mm. Sometimes a group's been together for a while and the friendships and and the vulnerability and the care and love for one another, it's taken this group to a really deep level. And not everybody who comes to your group is going to be a friend for life, but you will make friends for life at group along the journey. It's, It's going to happen. Now, if friendship is the highest priority of the group, you'll never want to multiply and send a couple of members off to start a new group. It's true. Because, hey, no, no, friendship's the goal. Don't break up my friendship. Mm. I feel so supported here. But if making disciples is the key priority, then there's going to come a point where you go, now this group's been great and we've been together for three, four years and look, we've grown to 12, 14 people. Uh, but it would be selfish of us wow. not to multiply now. Yes. And remembering the goal is not my comfort or my friendships. Mm. The goal is multiplying. And that's what I love a group to have a, what I would call a multiplying p- party, a yep. ascending party. And we go, hey, uh, Harry and Bill and, and Bob, yep. are all you know, next week they're going to start a new group. So let's have a, a ascending party. Yeah. And it's, it's if you can get that in a small group within a church, yep. then that's the that's the nucleus, that's the DNA of a church that multiplies and plants churches. Mm. If you can't plant connect groups or groups out of your small group, you'll never plant churches. And that's ultimately the way we make more and more disciples yes. starts by multiplying groups. So anyway, that's not today's topic. Yeah. But that's that's where we just don't want to overemphasize friendship. Yeah, I love that. The the goal of every group, the healthiest groups multiply. Well, yes. what we're talking about here, Pastor, I notice your language, it's one another care. So yes. what I am, I'm hearing there doesn't mean that the connect group leader cares for each one. Right. And that's yes. you know, the ultimate goal is that I care for ten or twelve people by myself. But I, I notice mm-hmm. you use the language facilitating uh, one another care culture. And so I thought I'd ask you, uh, how can we do that as group leaders? How can we create a one another care culture? Really good. Well, any culture, Dan, gets built through a range of things. One is what we model personally. Uh, Another is what we teach on from the Bible so that Mm. it's Bible-based, what we celebrate, uh, so and what we correct. They're, they're the four ways you build a culture. So I would say as the connect group leader, small group leader, you care for people through your ESPNing, your yep. encouragement, scripture, prayer, next step conversations. So you're you're the example of caring for people. You are the catalyst of care for people. Brilliant. But but people are watching you and you do want to start sharing pretty early on in your group. It's a it's a that we want this to be a place that's safe 
that we can pray for one another, that you can build friendships, that you can help each other out. Mm. And, and so you want to make that clear from the outset. This is part of the vision of this group is that it'll be a place where we become more like Jesus and it'll right. be a place where we we support and encourage one another. So I think you share that. Mm. And then, look, one of the real practical ways I think we do it is actually at the group is where we have times of prayer for one another. That's great. So, so you know, part of an icebreaker might be, hey, guys, what's been your biggest challenge? Uh, and you have that at the start of a meeting and you might then pray or pray at the end. But but a really important component, we haven't really talked about it yet, of that group, that 90-minute sort yeah. of uh, gathering is to pray for one another. And that might be a 60-minute breakfast but or whatever it is, but right. 90 minutes. So, so we're going to pray for one another. Uh, and you want to lead that. Now, whether that's you've got a dozen people in the room, so you're – getting everyone to pray for a couple of friends, yeah. uh, you know, just pay, pray for one, you know, a few yeah, people, whether groups. it's, you know, whether it's a ministry kind of night. And I think I've shared last time, once a term might be a good idea to have a night where we do a bit of worship, we pray together, we pray in, in the spirit. Awesome. Maybe we, we, we have a little study about the, the prophetic and how to hear the voice of God and encourage people to take a step and prophesy over one another. Yeah. And so it's a place where people can learn to use gifts. Mm. Um, and, you know, there are some do's and don'ts around that. <laughs> yes. But I think I, I, that's a really good place for people to learn to hear God's voice, to pray and to encourage each other when uh, when they're, you know, gathering together. So praying for needs, exercising our faith. So I think it's a really important component that every connect group has some focus on the word of God yeah. and time for prayer. I think that's excellent. And, and coming back to that one another care is, you know, so it's things like I, I've learned of the years. So let's just say someone's just had a baby and we're wanting to do a hospital visit or organize flowers. Like once again, we don't want to, as the group leader, go by ourselves every time. But what we're trying right. to do, right, is uh, who can I bring with me? Or maybe it's yes. actually reaching out and going, hey, like um, we need a meal. Who's free and available? And what I've found, if yes. you do that for a season, it becomes that culture where it actually just happens naturally. And yes. I know many groups I've led – um, not through, you know, uh, me not wanting to, but it's just like there's almost nothing for me to do in regards to care because they are so activated and the heart is there. Magnificent. Um, that they're doing things like buying the flowers, doing hospital visits, um, you know, uh, yeah. babysitting their kids. And I, I think that's really powerful, which is something you've modelled uh, so well for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. And you, that's the thing. An insecure leader wants to be the answer to everybody's <laughs> yeah. need and problem. Yes, the hero. So, and, and therefore... If you're if you're an insecure leader trying to be the center of all of those moments, you're mm. going to wear yourself out and rob people of the opportunity to grow. So, to remember as a confident leader, you are the catalyst. You're the facilitator. You talk about this, and at a group, you celebrate. Hey, so and so just actually dropped a meal off when when these guys weren't well, and it's well done. That's that's exactly the kind of biblical community we mm. want to be. And so you're celebrating people. Um, in your group who are actually demonstrating that. There are, you know, so I think in that, that those kind of practical outside of the group moments, I think, you know, people actually bringing food and contributing yeah. as yep. part of serving one another, the potluck dinners that you have, mm. they're all, they're all um, examples of a commitment to one another. 
Yeah, I totally agree. And and I think something about our small groups is we don't want to just have the moments of touch or connection uh, just when right. we meet together, right? And and even mm-hmm. more than a Sunday, I know um, you've trained us for years about maybe starting a bit of a group, right, or, or a way of communication. So Group chat. Yeah, mm-hmm. so how would you encourage a small group leader to foster, uh, yeah, I guess ongoing communication and encouragement throughout the week? Yeah, so I think group chats are great. There's so many different options, WhatsApp, Signal, Telegram, you name it, Facebook. There's all, all sorts of cl- – and this is a closed group. Right. And, again, it's the same thing as it's a leadership principle. If you're going to have it, clarify to everybody what this is for and what it's not for. <laughs> so, this yeah. is you know, if it's – I've got a few group chats. I've got one Telegram chat with a group I lead and it's essentially for each of us to post our daily scripture. Okay. And so it's a bit of an accountability thing. People take photos of their soap journal. And so it's – and I've made it clear this is not for other communications. Yeah. We, we don't want to chalk this up. This is just purely your scripture. Mm. Uh, then I'll have another signal group that might be for prayer requests um, or it might be for uh, uh, praise reports or it might be practical stuff about who's bringing what to the potluck dinner, you know. Yes. So so just being really clear and and also being clear if someone sort of steps outside of those boundaries, just have that, You're again, you're the leader, have the chat. Mm. Hey, this is not the place to be dumping all your favourite songs or your, yep. the favourite messages cat that videos. you've heard from people, like <laughs> your cat videos <laughs> or, or, or all, of your, all of your problems. Yep. It's okay to periodically, hey, please pray for this, mm. you know. But I think those kind of things can be super healthy. But here's the deal. If you're going to set one up, you have to commit as the leader to be engaged. Right. So, yes. you know, if someone puts up a, a need for prayer and no one responds, that's really discouraging. Yes. So if you're the leader, you're committing to that. Yeah. So that, that would be a real important. But I found that can build really good, really good sense of community. Other people have done things like, um, I know some of the women's groups over the years done Secret Sister and you pull a name out of the oh, hat yes. and your job is to encourage somebody uh, with a different, you know, a gift or a, or a, like an anonymous thing every mm. week over, over a term. So there's all sorts of creative ways to build yeah. a sense of one another. I've been in groups, you've probably been in these, where you get a piece of paper uh, if there's eight people in a room, eight pieces of paper, you write a name at yeah. the top and everybody's got to write one word they think about that person to encourage them. I love and that. And th- those kind of exercises that really foster encouragement, mm. uh, you know, as along with the prayer for one another yes. and making sure that prayer is faith-filled and encouragement building up focused, mm. then th- those sort of things really, people go away. They, they don't get this at work. They don't, many people don't get this at home. Yes. So they're getting the life of encouragement and love and uh, who wouldn't want to be part of that? Oh, absolutely. And I guess that it comes back to that is would you want to be a part of your own group, right? And yes. that question's a good question because – yeah, the goal and so much of what I'm hearing in you, Pastor, and it's actually doing life together. We're not so stuck on a structure and this is, a, you know, we're actually wanting right. to foster, hey, yes. discipleship's the number one thing, loving one yes. another is a thing, but we're also just going to live life together, have fun in, a, yes. in an environment of prayer, of encouragement. And as you yep. said, people will be drawn. But hey, as we yeah. end this series, Pastor John, on leading small groups, I'd love to ask, is there any last things on your heart that you'd like to share or encourage group leaders? 
Yeah, awesome, Dan. Look, I think it's such a such an opportunity. It, it is work, no doubt. The Bible says, you know, to equip people to do the work of the ministry. And so this is work when you're right. a leader. You'll go through seasons of being discouraged yourself or not wanting to or but that's okay. Just just persist. Know that when you when you run that group and don't feel like it, the Holy Spirit, he'll turn up. If, you know, he he'll surprise you. So just you know, don't just give up too easy. You're making a big difference in people's lives. I would think as you, as you um, kind of look over a term or a six month period, we've talked about having a, a, a spiritual Holy Spirit kind of night, a prayer night, a mm. moving in the Spirit night. That's awesome. I'd think three or four times a year to have some kind of social event as the group. Now that might be on the the actual time when you have the group, whether it's daytime, morning or night, Mm. or that might be an extra. So it might be a a girls group who go, hey, we're going to have a social and include all our families after church on Sunday, or we're going to include the husbands or the guys going out for a golf morning. But it's, it's a sense that we're doing an extra social thing to build relationship connection, knowing, of course, that discipleship is the goal, but that that the atmosphere mm. is that that one another. So I think that that's just a couple of thoughts. Just be strategic, plan ahead, uh, engage others to help you bear the load of the group is a really important thing. So so yeah, super proud of you guys. Running groups is just it's an amazing opportunity to make disciples. Well, as we finish this episode, I love as we've heard the Word of God, as we've been encouraged from such a great leader, what is your next step out of today in becoming a brilliant disciple maker? We can't wait to see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode, and we pray that you've been inspired and equipped in your leadership journey. Let us know your thoughts by leaving us a review on whatever platform you are listening on today. You can connect with John on Instagram at John underscore Pierce. We hope you can join us for our next episode of the Brilliant Disciple Makers podcast.